0: Welcome to the Good News Mama Podcast, a place to get in touch with other mamas, share the load, and know the Lord. Here, we aim to lift each other up in the good news of Jesus and the laughter that comes with motherhood. We are a community of mamas just trying to keep the main thing the main thing. I'm your host, Lynn Carter, and each time you tune in, I pray you are encouraged and that you leave challenged and breathe a sigh of relief that you are understood, We were not meant to do life alone, Mama. Thanks for joining in. Let's do this and let's share the good news. Hey, good news, Mama. I'm so glad that you joined me today. I've got a word of wisdom I want to share with you that I feel like God gave me and it was powerful to the point where I had to sit down and record this. You may hear some background noise on this episode because I am not coming to you from my closet. I have so many things that I want to share. I had to spread it out and my closet is not that big, y'all. So, I actually look like I'm in college writing a paper old school style, not internet resources, like literal books and things out in front of me, which is kind of crazy. Who does that anymore? But this was a pretty amazing thing God showed me today and I just want to give him the glory for it and just ask that you give me a few minutes to share it with you. So it's the end of March and, you know, we've been in full blown coronavirus mode at this point and today was kind of uh, a rest day and a time to come before the Lord and listen to our church service online and it's beautiful outside and Ben took the boys for me to have a few minutes of alone time which I really haven't had in I don't really know how long because I'm still working and doing the same normal routine um, because I'm essential personnel. So while I'm working, Ben has the boys, which is new because normally they'd be in daycare. So pray for him. He's doing really well, but it definitely is not something he's used to. And I come home and it's full-blown mommy mode again and not really able to finish my work day because everybody's there and so I've been super tired lately and getting over some sickness myself and so I just pray for you guys whoever's getting over the sickness that really hasn't ended that's not even coronavirus related like my head cold that started back in February that finally went down into my chest and is just now leaving so um, with medication thank God. So I pray for you guys, if you're going through that, I completely know where you are. No, it's not allergies. It was a cold, but it is time for allergies too. So don't freak out. But anyway, Ben took the boys. We got them all ready. (laughs) I got their bag packed and I put so many snacks and drinks and extra clothes in it that Ben looked at me like, I'm not going to be gone that long, but I was kind of excited just to have a few extra minutes. So once he took the boys, first thing I did was come back in the house. It was eerily quiet, except for the hum of the AC going. I looked around. I got a Rice Krispie Treat. I sat down. I ate an entire Rice Krispie Treat. Nobody said anything to me. I got to eat the whole thing. I didn't share any bites with anybody else. It was beautiful. And then I said, the only, the very first thing I can think of that I want to do right now is just spend time with God. Like I just want to get alone and get quiet and just before the Lord. Because those times are treasured for me. I don't get to do it that often. I don't really know if it's just me not prioritizing it right. Like, yes, I still get up in the middle of the night with Trent. He wakes up at least once and is pretty adamant about getting a bottle. I sleep in instead of getting up because I'm tired. And, you know, sometimes some of you might be in that mode right now of life that I'm in. But anyway... I finally get alone with God and I just start off with a prayer. I just sat on my bed. I just prayed. I just thanked God for being my protector and my provider for myself and my family with this craziness that's going on with coronavirus. I started speaking God's truth over my life, claiming that he has overcome, he is in control. I'm trusting in him. Not in my own safety, not in my own health, but where he leads me. And just started asking God for his size dreams, his size vision for my life, and where he would have me to bless others and bless him and his kingdom and just, you know, looking to things that maybe I wouldn't even dream up of on my own. Just crazy out-of-this-world dreams. And I just prayed, you know, for this time right now that I would have with him, that he would show me in his word what he wanted me to know. So I opened up my devotion, my Jesus Calling book. That I like to look at every day. And today's devotion, I'm going to read it to you guys. It said, Stop trying to work things out before their times have come. Accept the limitations of living one day at a time. When something comes to your attention, ask me whether or not it is part of today's agenda. If it isn't, release it to my care and go on about today's duties. When you follow this practice, there will be a beautiful simplicity about your life a time for everything and everything in its time a life lived close to me is not complicated or cluttered when your focus is on my presence many things that once troubled you lose their power over you though the world around you is messy and confusing remember that i have overcome the world i have told you these things so that in me you may have peace and the verses at the bottom reference were ecclesiastes 3 and john 16:33 Are you kidding me? Like, how on point is that for what we're going through right now according to what I just prayed, according to what's going on in the world with the craziness and him just saying there's a time for everything and everything in it's time. And remember that I have overcome the world and I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. It literally said, though, the world around you is messy and confusing. Like, yes, it is. Could it be any messier, any more confusing than right now? Uh, I'm starting the... um, The quarantine to stay at home that the president announced recently, and everybody's getting ready to go into hunker down mode if you've not already been social distancing, which most of us have. But I just read that devotion and I went open the Bible to John 15 and 16 because part of the devotion from Jesus' calling referenced those verses. And I think they're very familiar verses, very familiar chapters in the Bible. So, I wanted to read over them. By the way, I don't know what your quiet time or your devotion time looks like. It doesn't have to look like this. I was banking on at least 30 minutes of Ben being gone, which he's done really well. It's been about 45, maybe an hour. And When I start somewhere and I'm reading a devotion, it leads me to another place, and that leads me to another place, and I just go wherever I feel like God's leading me with that, and sometimes He'll show me one thing that's really poignant and that I needed for that moment, and He already did that in Jesus Calling. That completely touched my heart for where I am right now as essential personnel. Some of you may be nurses, doctors, physical therapists like me, um, support staff, you know, CNA, whatever. It doesn't matter. You're needed. You're considered essential for going and helping people that may be at risk for carrying the coronavirus. And that was enough. That was enough in itself. But God didn't disappoint. He didn't stop right there. So I'm not going to either. This is where he led me. He led me to John 15 and 16. And so I'm not going to read every word out of both of these chapters. But in John 15, he talks about the vine and the branches and referring to himself as the vine and the father as the gardener. And that if we remain in him as we are the branches, we will have full life in him and bear much fruit and fruit that will last. And then it talks about the world hates the disciples. And at the end of that chapter, chapter 15, verse 26, it says, when the counselor comes, whom I will send to you from the father, the spirit of truth who goes out from the father, he will testify about me. And you also must testify for you have been with me from the beginning. That part there got me to thinking because we listened to the service online and our pastor Ron he spoke this morning and part of the sermon that just hit home with me was talking about how the Holy Spirit is the one that does the convicting and it does the work and we're just to be faithful we're just to do what God's called us to do the Holy Spirit will do the convicting and that part is not our job so Therefore, we should not be discouraged in spreading the good news. And then going on to chapter 16. This is a chapter where it really got into the work of the Holy Spirit, and it just opened my eyes even more. It's the things that you think you know, but you really didn't know until God reveals it to you personally. In verse 7, Jesus says to his disciples, but I tell you the truth, it is for your good that I am going away. Unless I go away, the counselor will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And then it talks about when he comes, he will convict and you know more verses into that. But verse 13 really spoke to me. It says, But when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will bring glory to me by taking from what is mine and making it known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will take from what is mine and make it known to you. Later on in chapter 16, in verse 20, Jesus says, I tell you the truth, you will weep and mourn while the world rejoices. You will grieve, but your grief will turn to joy. In verse 22, now is your time of grief, but I will see you again, and you will rejoice, and no one will take away your joy. Until now you have not asked for anything in my name. Ask, and you will receive, and your joy will be complete." And then later in verse 33, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. And just remembering those verses about Jesus overcoming the world, he tells us how we can overcome in Revelation chapter 12 by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. So after reading those verses, after thinking about what God wants to remind me of and the power in the Holy Spirit and what he has given us and everything he has, he wants to give us through the Holy Spirit and wants us to seek him for that. I went to a book that I was given by a dear friend that came into my life for just a little while, but she was a bright light and she gave this book to me. It was a time when I didn't know if I was going to be able to even have kids. I was discouraged. I just opened up to her and she brought me the book the next time I saw her. And I was skimming through this book. It's a book of prayers. It's called Prayers That Avail Much. It's by Jermaine Copeland. And this book is unique because it has prayers that are outlined to different topics. And then at the end of the prayer, you can tell that the prayer is praying the scriptures over you. But at the end of the prayer, it references all the scriptures. And you can also insert other people's names into these prayers And as I was skimming through, I was looking for some on protection and um, just the covering of the blood of Jesus. And one of the topics for the prayers was God inside minded. Now, that to me didn't really say anything about what I was looking at specifically um, in my devotion today. But I thought, man, that one really speaks to me. I want to see what's in that prayer. And this is the prayer. Father, God of peace, make me pure. Let my whole self, spirit, soul, and body. Be safe and kept without fault until the Lord Jesus Christ comes. You are the one who called me, and I trust you to do this for me. I may be in the world, but I am not of the world, and you have given me your word. Thank you for the Spirit of truth who leads me into all truth and tells me what is to come. Lord, your light penetrates my human spirit, exposing every hidden motive. I have received your spirit, not the world's spirit, so I can know the wonderful things you have freely given me. I am a child of God, born of the Spirit of God, filled with the Spirit of God, and led by the Spirit of God. I listen for your voice as I look to the Spirit inside me. Thank you for teaching me to do what is good and leading me in the way I should go. The peace that you give guides the decisions I make. Plus, you give me a spirit of wisdom and revelation so I can know you better. You want truth deep within my heart, and you make me to know wisdom in the hidden part. God's love is made complete in me, perfect love. I'm so glad I have an anointing from the Holy One. Father, I'm following the Spirit instead of my sinful nature. I allow the Holy Spirit to control me, and I think about things that please you. When I let the Spirit of God control my mind, it leads to life and peace. I trust in you, Lord, with all of my heart and do not depend on my own understanding. I seek your face and pray that I will obey you in all that I do, and you will show me which path to take. Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. Holy Spirit, you teach me all things and remind me of the things I have learned from God's word. I continually say what you say in your word, thinking about it day and night so I can act on it. Because of this, I prosper and succeed. I don't just listen to God's word. I do what it says. Amen. So you might have been able to pick up on that prayer where I slowed down about the spirit of truth who leads me into all truth and tells me what is to come. And then later verses talking about being born of the spirit of God, filled with the spirit of God, led by the spirit of God, and looking to his voice as his spirit leads inside me. The verses that were referenced in scripture are First Thessalonians 5, 23, 24, John 17, 11, and 14. John 16, verse 13, Proverbs 20, 27, 1 Corinthians two twelve, Romans eight fourteen sixteen, 16, John 3, 6 and 7, Ephesians 1, 16 and 17, Psalm 51, verse 6, 1 John four twelve, 1 John two twenty, Romans 8, 4 through 6, Proverbs 3, 5 and 6, and Psalm 119, 105. So you can see there's a ton of scripture just in those few short paragraphs that just helps you pray the scripture over your life and helps remind you what the truth is. And it's just a powerful book that I found how God tied in so many different things about his spirit, about what he wants to speak over my life and over your life and over his children's lives. And he's just waiting for us to ask. He's he's literally just waiting. Like, how long has he had that word for me? And he was waiting for me to come to him today to hear that. That's what I think of. Like, I don't want to miss all that he has for me, but I don't sit quiet enough sometimes just to listen. And I didn't have to sit for 30 minutes and get all that. One verse would have been enough, but he confirmed it in one after another after another. And that just makes me overflow inside, just makes me bubble up with gratitude and thankfulness that... My God hears me. He knows where we're at. He knows the trying times we're in. He knows how worried a lot of us are about our families, about our extended families, you know, putting ourselves in vulnerable positions because we have to, because we're depending on a paycheck or we're having to make a decision between a paycheck or jeopardizing our health. And He is our provider. He wants us to remember that He will provide. He knows our needs. He will provide our needs. His word tells us that. He will protect us, and so I wanted to end today with a prayer that was also in this book on safety, and I just wanted to pray it over you and your families, so we'll just end with this today, this prayer for safety. Father, in the name of Jesus, I lift up these listeners to you. I pray for them and their families. I pray that you put a wall of protection around them and their home and their property. Father, you are a wall of fire around all of us, and you've sent your angels to protect us. I thank you that we live under the protection of God Most High and we stay in the shadow of God All-Powerful. We will say to you, Lord, that you are our fortress, our place of safety. You are our God and we trust you. You will cover us with your feathers and hide us under your wings. We will not fear any danger by night or an arrow or coronavirus during the day. We will watch and see the sinful punished. You are our fortress and we will run to you for safety. Because of this, no terrible disasters or pandemic will strike us or our home. You will command your angels to protect us wherever we go. You have said in your word that you will save whoever loves you. You will protect those who know you. You will be with us in trouble. You will rescue us and honor us and give us a long, full life and show us your salvation. Not a hair on our head will perish. Thank you, Father, for your watch, care, and protection over our families and our lives. In Jesus' name. Amen. And the scriptures referenced in that prayer were Job one, verse ten, Zechariah two, verse five, Psalm thirty four, seven, Psalm ninety one, one and two, Psalm ninety one, four and five, Psalm ninety one, eight, Psalm nine, nine through eleven, Psalm ninety one, fourteen through sixteen, and Luke twenty one, eighteen. I hope you were encouraged by that. I hope it meant something to you like it did to me. I pray that God will bless it in your lives as His Word goes out and accomplishes the desire and the intent which He spoke it. And I just thank you for the time that we've been able to share. I love you guys. I'm praying for you. I've got some exciting things planned just to encourage you during this time, and I hope it does, and I hope you'll share it with other people and just be a light to them and just a reminder that God's in control and we don't have anything to fear that were literally in the palm of his hand. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Good News Mama. If you did, please leave me a review on iTunes. A five-star review is best. And hit subscribe. Share with your friends on Instagram and Facebook. Please email me at lynn at goodnewsmama.com. You know I love questions. I love feedback. I want to know what you want to know. We're going to talk about what means something to you. So let's hear it. Follow me on Instagram at mamas. That's mamas with an S. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Keep your head up. Keep your heart humble. And share that good news.